0: You're listening to The John Cordray Podcast Show, number seven. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Welcome to the John Cordray Show. My name is John Cordray, and I am your host and a licensed therapist, a national certified counselor. Welcome back to to those of you who have listened before, and welcome to those of you who are new. I really appreciate you coming and listening to my show today. I'm going to be talking about panic attacks and what you can do and, and six tools to help stop them very quickly. And if you've ever had a panic attack, you'll know... Uh, or you know that it's not very fun. Uh, it feels like you're going crazy. It feels like you are uh, maybe having a heart attack. And in fact, a lot of my clients have told me that they have gone to the emergency room thinking that they were having a heart attack, but in fact, they were having a panic attack. And I can relate to that. I I remember is this before I uh, became a therapist, but I remember years ago with my family moved from Indiana to St. Louis. And uh, my kids were very young. And just that stress of a move from one state to another state, you you pack up all your belongings and you drive a long ways. and, And that can be very stressful. And then entering into a new phase of life can be stressful. And I remember uh, the first day that we got to St. Louis, we unpacked, and we went to bed, and I woke up in the morning, and my heart was really beating kind of weird. Uh, I felt weird, and my wife insisted that I go to the uh, emergency room, and, and so I did, and uh, I've come to find out after hours and hours and being tested that I was not having a heart attack, and there, and there was nothing wrong with my heart at all. I was simply having a panic attack. And that was my first experience of what a panic attack felt like. It it was not fun. Uh, It was kind of scary, actually, thinking that my health was in jeopardy. Uh, Never in a million years thought it was a panic attack until my doctor told me. So what are some of the symptoms of a panic attack? And you'll recognize them as some of them are similar to a heart attack. Uh, So one of the symptoms is that your heart races. Uh, In my case... It was racing, but it was also beating a little differently. It felt like it was off the the beating, the the normal beating uh, of a heart. Uh, I felt lightheaded. Uh, another symptom is that you feel sweaty and and clammy to the touch. You feel dizzy. Sometimes you feel like you're you're going crazy. You have racing thoughts. You you just can't think about anything except for that fear of going crazy or the fear of the anxiety, uh, intense fear, feeling like you're choking, your, your throat kind of is constricted. Uh, you can tremble and shake. You have pain in your chest. You might have chills and hot flashes. So something that is an emotional response, which is a panic or, or the anxiety, can create a very physical manifestation And uh, and that's something that is uh, can be very scary. And in fact, a lot of people rush to the hospital just believing that they have a panic attack or a a heart attack, but it's actually a panic attack. And uh, and and panic attacks can be very debilitating and can interfere with your work and your or your school or it just interferes with life in general. Uh, It can really knock you on uh, off your feet and prevent you from doing a lot of things that you would want to do. And I have actually had several clients who not only have panic attacks once in a while, but they have multiple panic attacks uh, during the day, uh, in one day. And so it could be very debilitating and very fearful of leaving the house just wondering if you're going to have a panic attack. And, And so... It's going to be important to, to really be listening, and, and I would encourage you to take notes uh, or listen to this show multiple times uh, just to uh, learn some of the, the tools uh, that I'm about to tell you that I think can really help calm your panic, uh, that can really bring uh, some peace and uh, calmness to, to a very uh, crazy and frantic feeling of a panic attack. So here, here are six tools uh, that I want to talk about and explain. that It's not rocket science. It's not a magic potion that you drink, uh, but just simply some things, some practical things that you can do uh, to help bring calmness to your panic attacks. And the first one is deep breathing. And this is actually uh, what I call diaphractic breathing. Uh, just like if you were in band class, uh, I remember uh, as, a, as a student in middle school, high school, I played the trumpet. And my band teacher always said, use your diaphragm, use your diaphragm to play the trumpet. And simply your diaphragm is really your stomach. And so you want to use your stomach to help you breathe. And, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, close your eyes and try to get into a as quiet of a place as you can. And then with your mouth shut, take a deep breath through your nose. So inhale through your nose with your mouth closed. Hold your breath for a few seconds, and then blow out your mouth as if you can blow out a candle. And so I often refer to this as well as smell the flowers, blow out the candles. So if you do this, nice and slow do it eight times so in breathe in inhale through your nose mouth shut and then blow out your mouth so in with the good out with the bad so do this slow methodically eight times in a row and so this is a one tool that will help bring some calmness to your panic the second one is simply take a break So if you're at work or you're at school, if you can take a break by going outside, going out to the hallway, go to the restroom, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. If you're able to take a break and just go for a little walk, distract yourself, maybe talk to somebody else, but just take a break. The third one uh, is use cold water. And cold water can give that jolt to your system. So, if your skin feels that cold water, it will shoot signals directly to your brain and it will uh, it'll say to your brain, Whoa, this is cold. Okay, that's an automatic response. That's what we want. See, a panic is an emotion, it's an intense motion. And you're not thinking logically. You're not thinking rationally. And so when you're in that intense emotion, that intense uh, irrational thinking, you've got to introduce something that is more rational, more logic. And cold water is really something very simple. You don't even have to think about it. You just get cold water. And, and, and try this. Let's say you're at home and you have a panic attack. Go to the kitchen grab a mixing bowl, put a lot of, um, ice and cold water into the mixing bowl, and then just place your face, not your whole head, not your hair, just your face inside the cold water. And just, just for a few seconds and let that cold water just get on your face. And then you'll start thinking, "Whoa, this is really cold. That's a good thing. So, Do that a couple of times. So in the water, the cold water, out, in the cold water, out, in the cold water, out. And you want to have a towel, so dry yourself off. But this will send the right signals to your brain, the logic signals, the more rational signals to your brain that this is cold. And so you're thinking about how cold the water is rather than whatever it is that's making you panic. Uh, you can do this even without water if you don't want to get your face wet. Uh, put get some um, gel packs and put the gel packs in the freezer, and just use the gel packs on your face. Put them around your neck, um, just anywhere on your skin to help you feel that coldness. Now, if you're at work or school or somewhere else where you really don't have access to ice or gel packs, uh, just go to the restroom. And just get the water as cold as you can, and just splash it on your face. Uh, get a drink of water, cold water if you can as well. Uh, but the cold water actually will help you uh, just kind of reconnect it help balance out the intense emotions just because you're thinking that this is cold and this is, this can also help if it's wintertime and, and if it's snowy out, then you can get snow and put it on your face and neck as well, and that kind of works the same way. Uh, but try to think of cold water. Okay, so that's three tools. One is the deep breathing, smell the flowers, blow out the candles. Uh, the second one is take a break. The third one is use cold water. And the fourth one uh, is maybe not for everybody, but for a lot of you, uh, you do, it's a more, for those of you who, are, who, who are religious and believe in God, prayer is a very powerful tool. Uh, and when you are in the midst of uh, panic or anxiety, you can pray and ask God to help calm your anxiety, help calm your panic. Um, and, and that could be very helpful. The fifth one is think of your safe place. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of smells like humans each week. We talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like human please follow the link in the show notes so just think about when you were little for instance do you you have a place that comes to mind that you just loved that a place where you felt safe uh, peaceful calm so that becomes your safe place or maybe as an adult or a teenager, you had a favorite vacation place and maybe you just fell in love with that, that location and for whatever reason, it really brought peace and tranquility to you. That's your safe place. So uh, imagine yourself there in the midst of this panic and your anxiety. Imagine yourself in that safe place you 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 think about you know is there a breeze is it sunny out is it warm you know, all the details that you can think of think of that self uh, that safe place and then the last tool uh I want to talk about is um what I call active observation active observation is wherever you're at, look all around you and use your senses so what do you see what do you feel what do you smell what do you taste and be as specific as you can and observe everything in the room and or everything outside and focus on it and if there are multiples of something count them if it's a color or a shade of color note it think about it tell yourself what that color is um if it's a picture, what's the picture about? If it's kids playing in the background, try to think about what they're doing and, wh- and what they're saying. Uh, do you hear um, a lawnmower or um, an airplane outside or a clock on the wall? So anything that you see or touch, even when you're, if you're sitting down in your chair, do you feel the weight of your body in the chair? Uh, so this is really being in the moment. It's very important when you're having a panic attack because you're not really in the moment. You are in this other zone uh, that's what I call the blue zone that has a lot of anxiety and fear. And you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking about what the actual thing that's happening. You're thinking of something that will happen that you think will happen, the what-ifs, uh, the the things that, that you formulate in your mind that are not going to happen but you feel like they are. That's the illogical, irrational thinking that panic attacks produce. So when you think about uh, active observation, focus on the here and now, what are the things around you, and be very as specific as you can Using all of your senses. So perhaps you smell uh, cookies being baked or bread in the oven. You know, those are good things to be thinking about. And so these are six tools. Again, I want to just mention them briefly. Deep breathing, or I call it uh, smell the flowers, blow out the candles. Take a break if you need to. Go somewhere outside. Go to the hallway. Go to the restroom. Cold water, uh, preferably on your face or neck, either directly uh, put your face in the water, cold water, or use gel packs or just splash cold water on your face. Drink cold water. Uh, The fourth one is pray and ask God to help you feel better and calm. Uh, The fifth one is think of your safe place and imagine that using safe imagery. Uh, And the sixth is Active observation: focus on the objects uh, and the things around you using all of your senses. And those are the six tools that will help bring your panic attacks down. and And here is uh, another one uh, that I think is uh, worth mentioning. And it's, I guess, you can call it a tool, uh, but it's more being proactive than anything. It, and it is uh, write a plan, make a plan. So get out a three three by five card. Write down your plan what to do step-by-step when you have a panic attack. So don't just wait and and let the panic attack surprise you and then all of a sudden you don't know what to do. Write it down, write your steps. So for instance, if you want to use these steps that I'm talking about, uh, write them down on a three-by-five card. Step one, deep breathing. Smell of flowers, blow out the candles. Step two, take a break. Step three, use cold water. Step four, pray. Step five, think about a safe place. Step six, active observation. Now, you might want to add your own. That's fine. Uh, Fit it, make it, tweak it to fit you and your personality. But the the idea is have a plan. So write the plan down on a three-by-five card. Put it in your pocket, put it in your purse, put it somewhere where you can access it. So when you have or start having the panic attack and you feel like there's one starting to come on, make sure you you get get out your plan and start following what to do step by step. And this will help you. Uh, it'll help you gain a control over the anxiety instead of the anxiety controlling you. And that's the key. You know, when a panic comes, you feel like you're not in control. And that's that just makes things a lot worse. And, and also, by the way, panic attacks don't last for a long time. They might feel like it in the midst of it. But really, there's a beginning and then, and then there's an end. And it, there's a peak in the middle. So you'll start to feel the panic coming on. And if you have panic attacks often, you'll know exactly what that feels like. And there's a panic attack starting to come on. And then it will rise. That peak will start to rise. And then it reaches all the way to the top of the peak and then it starts to come down. And then it's over. So by the time it starts, it peaks and then comes down. That's your window. That's the panic window. And it's during that time, which is normally about 10 to 15 minutes, uh, is usually what a pan- how long a panic attack lasts, 10 to 15 minutes. So not a real long time, uh, uh, typically. Uh, so just tell yourself as well that, you might be experiencing a panic attack, but it won't last forever. It will stop. So if you can do something to occupy yourself within that 10 or 15 minutes, it will help you tremendously gain more of a control over your panic attack. And the other thing I would encourage you to do is tell, tell somebody about your panics. Uh, don't, don't go through this alone. Don't just say to yourself, well, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to inconvenience anyone, and I'm just going to suffer this alone. And I, I want to encourage you, don't do that. Don't go through these panic attacks by yourself. You need someone to help you and to talk you down. Uh, that's going to help you so much. And so take the courage to tell someone about your panic, uh, your panic attacks. Give them that card. Or give them a copy of your plan on that 3 by 5 card and say, you know what, when I have a panic attack, can you just help walk me through what to do? And I can come to you and and you can help me feel better. And I'll I'll venture to say that just about anyone you talk to or ask will be more than happy to help you um, because they're not perfect. You know, everybody struggles with something. And if, if they don't struggle with a panic attack, they might struggle with something else. So don't be prideful. Don't assume nobody wants to help you. Um, and that's going to be your, your biggest asset is to find someone to encourage you, to talk to you, even if it's over the phone. I realize that you're not going to be with somebody or someone's not going to be around you 24-7. But even if you part of your plan is to call Uh, a friend or a relative, a family member, and that's on your three by five card plan to call and, and have them at the ready. And they have the same plan and they can just kind of verbally tell you over the phone, Hey, remember to do this. You're going to be okay. And just encourage you like a coach. And that will really help your panic attacks. And it'll just help things so much better than if you were to suffer and go through this uh, all by yourself. So those are some of the six tools of what to do and what to use when you have a panic attack. Remember, there's a beginning and there's an end. It will not last forever. It might feel like it. It will feel like uh, in the midst of your panic attack, especially at that peak, that the worst thing possible ever is going to happen. That's not reality. You know, just remember when you're in the middle of that high, high anxiety, panic attacks, uh, you're not thinking logically. It's distorted thinking. It's irrational thinking. And that's part of the struggle with a panic attack. It's because it it feels so real, but it's not. It's distorted. And so the the biggest thing that, that you need to do is... Uh, figure out how to have more logic thoughts in the midst of your ear ear logic thoughts uh, to counteract that, to bring you more balance and calm uh, to your your mind. And I think if you were to work on these things, uh, you're going to feel less of uh, pressure and less fear Because the biggest part of panic, especially if you have multiple panic attacks, there's always that fear of uh, the anxiety comes just from thinking that you're going to have a panic attack uh, because you don't feel in control. If you can learn some of these tools, if you write them down and make a plan, you will feel in control. You will have the confidence and the confidence is what you need to work on your panic attacks. And that's what anxiety does. Anxiety robs you of your confidence. The higher your anxiety, the lower your confidence. And the reverse of that is true as well. The higher your confidence, the lower your anxiety. So the goal is, I want you to gain more confidence... Even in the midst of your, your anxiety and panic attacks, I want you to gain more confidence. And you gain the confidence by learning the tools. So as you're listening to these tools, you might be thinking, well, how about this one and this one? And, and maybe I could try this one. Awesome. It's, there's more than just six tools. There's a lot. And if you can start thinking of what are some tools that will fit you and your personality, that's awesome. Do it. Write them down, make your plan and and you will succeed. You are going to have control. I just know it. And I just want to encourage you. Uh, you can learn to calm your panics and bring them to a level that it might still be some anxiety, but nothing nowhere near an actual panic attack. So that's my encouragement to you. And I hope that this helps. And be be sure to listen in to some of my, my other podcasts. I'll be talking more about that and and about anxiety. Uh I talk more about lots of different things with mental health, not just anxiety. Uh talk about depression and marriages and relationships, you name it. Uh this this show is all about being in that green zone. And if you haven't listened to my very first podcast, I talk about the three different cognitive zones. And the green zone is the zone that we all want to live in. That's the, the peacefulness and tranquility and, and calmness and positivity, uh, happiness. That's where we want to live. And, and if, if you have panic attacks, you're in what's called the blue zone or what I call the blue zone. And the blue zone is full of emotions like anxiety and depression and fear things that hold us back and I want you to learn to, to start living in the green zone and that's really why I started this podcast in the first place is to help people as many people as I can to start living in that green zone figure out what they can do to take ownership of their struggles and work on them to get Start living in the green zone, and I believe you can do that, and I encourage you to do that, and I want to be your biggest fan of saying, I believe in you. You can do this. Okay, that's all I have for today, and until next time, stay in the green zone. I really appreciate you, and remember, your story is not over yet. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.